did you guys know that Nike is actually in the Bible? The word Nike is actually a Greek word. Did you guys know that? So when Nike made their shoes, they actually took a Greek word, and it actually is in the Bible. And it talks about overcoming. But they're not the only company that took something out of the Bible. There's another company, Lego. Um, can you put that up, Cora? Lego also got theirs from the Bible. When Jesus talked to Peter, he says, take my hand, Peter, and don't let go. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. But I tried. Hallelujah. I want to talk this morning about supernatural. I've been meditating on it a lot lately, and I want to spend a bit of time today talking about it. I want to, I want to define it a little bit, and I want to give you a thought. God has given me some thoughts and, uh, and some insight, I believe, into the supernatural, thinking about the supernatural. What I've found is I've studied subjects, and I know Pastor Nelson, if you were to talk with him, and Pastor Daniel, and, and I know Sean has found this too. Once you start studying something, it just grows. And you think, well, I'm just going to study just this little thing, and then all of a sudden, that grows to this idea, and this thought, and this verse, and this direction. And then you sit down with somebody, and you want to compare notes. Well, I've been studying supernatural. If you were to sit down with me and ask me, and then you're to sit down with Pastor Nelson and ask him, you know what you'd find? You'd find some similarities, but you'd also find a lot of unique and... and uh, Thoughts that are unique to the individual because of the way God reveals things. So I'm going to share a little bit. And in the next couple of weeks, Pastor Nelson's going to be sharing. And Pastor Daniel will be sharing again later on in the summer. And, and I've asked Sean also to, to prepare something uh, to share. And I'm expecting some supernatural things to happen this summer. In fact... I've asked God for something to happen today. Because I figure if Jesus is here, then why not? I had four amens. If Jesus is here, why not? So I'm going to share a little bit with you, and I'm hoping I'm going to give you some insight or some revelation that maybe you hadn't seen it that way before. I've got a few verses that I want to share, and then I'm going to take a few minutes at the end, and I'm going to ask God to demonstrate the supernatural. I figure there's no better place to learn, there's no better place to do it than a group of people that love you and will still pat you on the back. And say, way to go, Pastor. Amen? I'd rather learn to ride my bike with people that I love than people that scorn me and laugh at me. And I'm learning. So I want to give you a definition of supernatural. The definition of supernatural is, and I think you've got it there, it's departing from what is normal. No, that's the, there you go. Departing from what is normal and I love this. This people 
We have such a hard time defining the word supernatural. We still want to try to control the word. Especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature. No, I would tell you the supernatural does transcend the laws of nature. It doesn't appear to, it does. When, the, when, when Jesus took the loaves and he multiplied them, that just didn't appear. That actually happened. It just didn't look like it happened. It actually happened. So when the supernatural happens, it doesn't just appear like it happens so as to appear. It actually appears. So I, I just kind of laughed when I read this because here they're trying to give you the definition and it says, so as to appear. Now when God does something, it happens. So right away I have a problem with their definition of supernatural because they defined it to a natural thing. We, we often put our own parameters on God's word. We often put our own parameters on God's Word. Well, that worked then, but it wouldn't work now. Huh? Here's one for you. I've thought about this one a lot. Would something happen like this now? Joshua telling the sun to stand still. Can you imagine what havoc that would produce in the world today. Wall Street. Airlines. Shipment transactions. One side of the world would get a couple extra hours of sleep. The other side of the world would get a couple extra hours. Can you imagine what would happen today if God said, no, that needs to be done Today, so therefore, the sun will stand still. I mean, it stood still for Joshua. That wasn't just like, well, he just had a super productive day. No, the sun stood still. Can you imagine commanding nature to obey what you are doing because you're doing God's will? I, I, I want to bend your minds. I want to twist your thinking. I, wanna, I want you to cause you to think a little bit beyond what we think normally. I'm not asking you to walk outside and say, Son, stand still. You don't do it unless God's commanding you. You don't walk on the water unless God has said, Walk on the water. But do you expect that? The supernatural, what, the definition of the natural, and, and the definition of natural is usual or expected. Now, I've got a couple other definitions which you don't have, Cora, but I want you to read, I want you to read another, I want to read to you another definition of the word natural, because I want you to think of this in the realm of of God. This is natural, defined this morning when I was on my computer. Existing, caused by nature, or listen to this, it's an agreement with the character or makeup of or circumstances surrounding someone or something. 
So what's natural is it's an agreement with the character or the makeup of something or the situation that's around you. That's natural. I would submit to you that God is natural. I would submit to you the way God acts and the way God behaves is natural. Because it is consistent with an agreement with the character and the makeup or the circumstances surrounding someone or something. And so when we look at God this morning, my goal today is when you leave today, you will think of God and you will think of what he does is natural. And therefore, what you will be expecting and what you will be able to participate in will actually be normal, even though it's supernatural. It's supernatural to you and me, but it's natural to God. Does, did, that make, did I explain that clear? Because sometimes I explain things and then my wife just looks at me and says, So, what did you say? <laughs> so, is there anybody that looking at me and says, So, what did you say? That's just natural. I'm expecting something supernatural. <laughs> so natural is when it's in agreement with the character or makeup of someone. So when we look at God, when we look at Jesus and what he does, that is natural for the makeup, the character, and it's in agreement with who he is. So what Jesus does is natural. We might think it's supernatural because it goes against what we think. But when we think like Jesus, it actually becomes natural. It becomes normal. It becomes the norm. I, I just thought that, that blew me away. This morning when I was going through that, I'm thinking, my Lord, this week, God, I want to look at everything as being natural because when you're, doing, when you're involved, it's just natural. So when you expect something to happen, you can say to God, God, this is natural for you. This is in agreement, in agreement with what you do. Therefore, I'm expecting just the natural to happen. He says in, in Matthew, when he taught them how to pray, he says, not my will, but thy will. He says, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus, when he taught his disciples to pray, was teaching them to pray from a perspective of what is natural in heaven. To come and invade and be part of what's here on earth. Supernatural. When I see Jesus, I see the natural, but I also see the supernatural. And I want to read a few verses with you this morning, and I want to give you some thoughts about the supernatural. So if you can turn with me, we're going to start in, in Luke. And I want you to see how the supernatural, and I'm referring to the supernatural as you and me, but I want you also to see how the natural works 
when Jesus looks at something, when God looks at something. So Luke chapter 9. And, and this passage, man, it get, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask for the DVD. Maybe he's going to have a different, like, high definition, heavenly definition, different system. But I can only think DVD. Years ago, I thought maybe he'd give us the VHS, but he's moved on. Um, but Luke 9, and I'm just going to read the one verse. If you're looking for a verse to write down, it's Luke 9, verse 13. And this is the passage with the five uh, loaves of bread and the two fish. But Jesus is with the disciples, and the people are getting tired. So the disciples say to Jesus, why don't you just send them away? They're tired. They need to go home. They need to go someplace where they can get fed and they can get taken care of. To me, I'll be honest with you, I probably would have suggested the same. Just ask Pastor Nelson. I would have suggested we just do what's natural, what's expected. It's late, guys. Go home. You're hungry. I got... I, I've got little cups of grape juice, and I've got crumbs of bread. I can't feed all of you. And Jesus, what does Jesus do? His first response to them, when, he, when the disciples tell him to send the multitude away, in verse 13, he says, but, it says, but he said to them, you give them something to eat. Where? Where did he come up? How? Can you imagine having a conversation with him? In the heat that we're experiencing. I mean, we're experiencing heat like we haven't experienced it for 364 days. I mean, it's hot. And this is unusual for us. Can you imagine in this kind of weather and in a deserty location and you get a crowd of people in our parking lot outside and it's hot? and it's sweaty, and it's muggy, and, and Jesus is with you, and you say, well, let's just tell them to go home. And he says, no, give them something to eat. Hallelujah. That was a fly. Okay. He must have sensed the anointing. That is now an anointed fly. <laughs> He's probably drunk in the spirit. He's doing loops and everything else. Hallelujah. But Jesus looked at it, and he looked at it in the natural eyes of heaven. And when heaven looks at something, it looks at it in the natural eyes. And the natural to heaven is to feed the people. So I want to give you a thought about the supernatural. The supernatural sees what the natural does not. So if you're taking notes, that's one of the notes. The supernatural sees what the natural does not. The disciples saw the need and they said we couldn't do anything about it. Jesus saw the same need. He wasn't ignorant of what was going on. He knew it was hot. He knew it was tired. He knew the people were tired and sore and everything else. And there's other instances where he tells them to go home. 
It's funny, there's other stories where, where Jesus sends the, the multitudes away and then he goes with his disciples and prays or he sends his disciples to the other side. But for some reason, this one, he wanted, them to, he wanted to demonstrate what it is to see the natural things of heaven coming to the supernatural and a supernatural element on earth. So if you want to experience the supernatural, when you see something... Ask God, what do you see? What do you see here? So this morning I said, God, I see people. What do you see? And Pastor Daniel mentioned sometimes we suffer in silence. So at the end of the sermon, if there's any of you that are suffering in silence, I'm going to ask you to come forward and I'm going to ask God to demonstrate the supernatural or His natural and I'm expecting it to happen today. Supernatural instructions defy natural thinking. When Jesus gave them the instruction, that defied what they thought naturally. Naturally, they saw these people, and they had just a couple happy meals, and they said, how can we serve all these people with this, this little bit? And Jesus said, feed them. God will give you, sometimes he will give you an instruction that is ridiculous, because we're thinking this way, and he's thinking on a whole nother level. In Isaiah 55, he says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, nor my ways your ways. That does not mean that we don't attain and we don't ask him what he's doing. What he's saying is we got to stop thinking in this way and we got to start thinking, what is it like in heaven? God, what are you doing here? When, when Samuel went to anoint David as the next king, he didn't know it was David. And the first man that Jesse, the, David's father, brought, Samuel looked at him and says, oh, that's the guy. And God says, no, man looks on the outward, but I look on the inward. And that didn't mean that Samuel would never see it because Samuel then, he kept saying, no, that's not the one, that's not. And what he did was he changed the way he looked. So if you want to act in the supernatural, if you, we, we need to say, God, what are you doing here? What do you see, Jesus, that I don't see? Holy Spirit, what are you doing here that, that I need to be aware of? That's Luke. Another part is the supernatural is a giving mindset. When you walk in the supernatural, your mindset is to give. Peter and John, and this is the example I have from Acts chapter 3. When they went to the temple to pray, and they came to the gate beautiful, and the man was begging, and what he was begging for was money. And Peter looks at him and says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give you. Are you prepared to give what you have because the supernatural doesn't look just at what the surface is. The supernatural gives what is needed. 
Supernatural is a giving mindset. It gives what's truly needed. Have you ever given somebody something and found out that that's not really what they needed? And I'll be honest with you, sometimes they don't even know what they truly need. Sometimes people think, if I could only get a dollar, I'll be happy. And you give them a dollar, and then they're not happy. And they thought that's what they needed. Sometimes you need to walk into a situation and say, that's not what you need. What you need is this. And you say, how can you do that? You do that when you walk in the natural things of what God has. And you start to see what God sees. And you look at it and you might say, you know what? You want silver and gold and I don't have that. But what I've got, I'm going to give you. And I've got peace. You might have peace that day. God might give you joy. Might God might give you faith for a miracle. Might God might give you a word of wisdom. The supernatural comes in many different ways and many different looks. It doesn't just come with flames flying off the tips of your finger. Sometimes the supernatural is so natural we miss it. If you could turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, I'm gonna, I've got about three, section, three verses out of Matthew chapter 8 that I want to... And, and I've, I read this passage, and it's just one after another after another, and it, each time it gives a different revelation of the supernatural or the natural way Jesus walked. Jesus walked naturally, but he walked in a supernatural way. I talk about it, or I think about it as being naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. And it says, starting in verse 1, when he had come down from the mountain, I'm going to read about three, three or four passages I hear out of Matthew, and I want to give you just a few more thoughts about what the picture of what the supernatural looks like. And behold, a leopard came and worshipped him, saying, Lord... If you are willing, you can make me clean. What does Jesus say? He puts out his hand, touches him, and says, I'm willing, be cleansed. If somebody says to you, if God is willing, you can look at him right in the eyes and say, he's willing, be whole. Walking in the supernatural is being willing. The supernatural is willing. It always wills to do what the Father says. Can you imagine having a conversation with somebody and just said, well, if, and, they, and, and you're talking about something and maybe they're struggling with something and they just, they say to you, well, if God would just will, you know, if it's His will, that I would, I would be strengthened. And you can look at him and say, I've got good news for you. I've got good news for you. It is his will that you're strengthened. Now, if he says, I just wish it was God's will for me to win the lotto, you might say, well, maybe talk to pastor because I don't know about that one. I had a few people laugh and smile. 
You know, walking in the supernatural is actually fun. Administering the natural things of God to the natural things of people can be fun. When you actually extend your hand and say, you know what? God's will is that you are whole. Be whole. And all of a sudden they go, oh, I feel better. You actually might get a hug. You might get a happy dance. You might get some real strong emotion because of what God has done. The supernatural is willing. I want you to go down a few verses in Matthew chapter 8. We get to the centurion. And he talks to Jesus. And I find this interesting. And we've mentioned this a few times. But when you read these verses, people didn't come to Jesus for prayer. They came for healing. The centurion didn't say, can you pray for my child? He says, or his servant, he says, can you heal my servant? He says, my servant's lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus says to him, Jesus doesn't even listen to his request. The guy just says, this is the condition of my servant. Jesus says to him, I'll come and heal him. I'll come and heal him. Jesus says, I'll come and heal him. If that's not definite, I don't know what is. I'll come and heal him. I would take that in a heartbeat. (laughs) You'll come and heal him? All right. This guy pushes it further. He pushes it further and he says, you know what? I'm not even worthy for you to come into my house, but I'm a man under authority. And when I say something, it happens. And I know, he says, and he recognized in Jesus the similar authority. And he says, you just have to say the word. And it happens. (laughs) The supernatural, write this down, is speech activated. The supernatural is speech activated. If you want to see the supernatural happening, you've got to start speaking it to happen. Don't walk around and say, I doubt he'll do it. Because you know what? You ain't getting no supernatural then. But you start walking around and you start saying, Jesus, just say the word. Your word says, what you do is you take his word and you start declaring it over a situation. Your word says, your word is your contract, your covenant, which is stronger than a contract. Your word is a covenant. You didn't sit down and negotiate. You made all this covenant and you said, here it is. And your word says none of these diseases. So Jesus, your word says it, I believe it. And you start activating the supernatural by the words you speak. We defeat ourselves so many times by what comes out of our mouth that there is no battle to be had. We wake up and we defeat ourselves. 
Man, we need to wake up and we need to start going after the territory of the natural things of the kingdom of God in a supernatural way on this earth. What is not normal to experience here, but what normal and is experienced in heaven to come onto earth. So when people see it, they say, that's supernatural. You say, yeah, for you it is. But for the one I serve, it's just common, everyday expectation of how he lives. And that's how he wants you to live. The supernatural is activated by this. The guy says, just say the word. My Lord. Who here needs to say a word over a situation? Who here needs just to say the word over a situation? And you say, well, how do I know? You'll know it because God has been putting it in his heart and he's been telling you, speak it. If God has been telling you, say the word, speak the word, then start speaking the word. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. I believe there's so much supernatural that is just waiting to happen and we just don't say it. I fear when I get to heaven that God's going to say, David, you didn't say this, you didn't say that, you didn't. So this morning, I'm going to say it. Amen? I don't want to get to heaven And see that I missed out because I didn't say what his word says. Man, I'm I'm walking out on a limb. But he supports that limb. Hallelujah. I'm expecting something that is natural in heaven to happen supernaturally on earth today. In the next 15 minutes. And if you believe in the supernatural, 10 Hallelujah. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to see the supernatural happening, you need to start changing what is living inside of you. You've got to. I can tell what people think by what comes out of their mouth. I can. I can see it in children. I can see how children are trained by what comes out of their mouth. They have no filter. (laughs) They just say what they think. We have learned how to have filters, how to be careful. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you believing inside of you? Are you convinced that with God this is natural? So when I see what heaven sees, I see the natural things of heaven and it doesn't line up with what's happening here, then I'm going to start declaring that the natural things of heaven take over. One of the aspects of super um, natural is that it imposes the natural on top of it. So when somebody is super they actually impose on top of. So when we say, God, I want the supernatural, we want to impose what lives in heaven, in the realm of the heavenlies, into the earthly realm. I want to impose His will. 
Continue in Matthew chapter 8. And this one, oh, I like this one. I just love this one. 14. When Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mom, his mother-in-law, hmm, lying sick with a fever. So what does he do? This is Jesus. This is the supernatural. He touches her hand and the fever left. He didn't say anything. Mom, can you come up for a second? You're the, my, the only mom here for me. I'm going to ask Jesus to touch my mother-in-law. And I'm not going to say a word. I'm just touching her. Jesus went into the house and he saw the supernatural sees. Can you imagine walking into somebody's house and you see somebody on their bed sick? And you say, oh God, I'm going to make a big scene. No, just touch their hand. Just hold their hand. And I believe the supernatural, I, I believe this, is going through me into my mother-in-law and she's going to have a miracle this Friday. She's got an appointment with the doctor and I'm declaring and I'm releasing his healing in you right now. The supernatural, the natural in heaven to come invade now. Anybody else? I want supper Saturday night. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> That's right. Then she got up and she fed them. <laughs> There's nobody that feeds me better than my mother-in-law, I tell you. Oh, boy, I put on weight. Is there anybody here that has something, a sickness or a fever that you'd like just to be touched? It's Okay. Amen. Is there anybody else? Just come up quickly. I'm going to exercise what I see in the scripture. 